What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney. This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Teen Spirit and the Amazon Prime British miniseries, A Very English Scandal. Let's start talking about Teen Spirit, a movie starring Elle Fanning. Let me give you a synopsis of the movie. So a girl named Violet Valensky is in high school and she has a hidden talent which is singing and she enters a singing competition, think American Idol but British, called Teen Spirit. Elle Fanning as Violet Valensky is amazing in this movie. Let's talk about the things that Elle Fanning does in this movie. One, she speaks quite a bit of Polish. It's mostly in English, but there is some Polish. And she does a convincing time convincing me that she is Polish because she speaks a lot of it in the movie. She sings in the movie really well. I think Elle Fanning could actually be a pop singer if she wanted to. I mean, it's not that hard to convince yourself that, like, that Disney Elle Fanning type of person could become a pop singer. I just think in general, Elle Fanning is the next big superstar actress from what I've seen. I first saw her in We Bought a Zoo, and I immediately witnessed her being the best thing in the movie that had Matt Damon in it. I was like, who is that person? And then a few years later, I saw her in a big movie, Maleficent, and I was like, wow, this is the real deal. But then she took it to the next, next level in 20th Century Women, a movie with Greta Gerwig and that Benning. So many good performances that Billy Crudup is in that movie. But Elle Fanning steals the movie because I think she she's always the most interesting thing on screen. You can feel the pain going from her characters and things. I don't know. Like, I really feel what Elle Fanning is going through in some of these movies. And I, I just think she's the next big thing. I think she's the actress I am most excited for. I can't wait for the Maleficent sequel. But in this movie, she, this is the first time I've really seen her be the full lead in a movie. Again, in Maleficent, she had Angelina Jolie. In We Bought a Zoo, she had Matt Damon. In, um, in 20th Century Women, she had Greta Gerwig and Annette Benning and Billy Crudup. This movie, Teen Spirit, she had to carry this movie. There wasn't another lead character. She had to speak Polish. She had to sing. She proved she is a leading lady in Hollywood. And I, I cannot be more excited for the career of Elle Fanning, who, of course, her sister Dakota Fanning is also having a big year. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These these are intense sister actresses. I really like the, their duo. I so desperately want them to do a movie together. There is another actress in the movie who is famous and has a small but pivotal role as one of the judges on the TV show Teen Spirit. Rebecca Hall is in this movie, and I think it's the best Rebecca Hall performance I've seen in a movie since the town. I think Rebecca Hall has been stuck in these Hollywood big-budgeted movies like Iron Man 3, and she's been in some Will Ferrell movies that I don't really like. I think this is the best use of Rebecca Hall since the movie The Town. I just think she has a really good performance. And the best scene in the movie is when she visits Violet Valensky, who's played by Elle Fanning, and she offers her a contract to have a record deal. So even if she loses the singing competition, we all see these shows like The Voice, and sometimes the second place finish gets a record deal too. So 
her character, Rebecca Hall's character, who is a judge on the show, goes to Violet and says, even if you don't win this contest, I would like to offer you a record deal. There's just, that is the best scene of the movie. I don't even think the entire movie is great. I think it's a really, really good movie. The one scene that is great is this scene, and it's what makes this movie worth it to me in the end. This scene between the two is so good. Because she can take this deal and she can feel calmly about her performance and she'll get what she wants anyway, but then she'd be signing away her rights, basically. In that scene, Elle Fanning's character says, the, Rebecca Hall's character asks, what is the one thing you want? And Elle Fanning's character says, the only thing I want is to sing. And I think that's something, this is why this movie, I think, related to me so bad, because I've watched The Voice for years, I've seen the American Idol of it all, and so many of these people are just on it to be famous, and to watch a movie about somebody who just wanted another place to sing in front of people that wasn't church choir, I thought that was powerful, and I thought the whole, how somebody could get swept up in it all, was really good. That's why this movie really, really worked for me. And that scene, just her saying, the best part of this movie is when she says the phrase, I just want to sing. Because you can relate to that so badly as a human being. The director of Teen Spirit is somebody you might know, Max Magella. He is an actor best known for the movies The Social Network, Hands Maid's Tale, and The Internship. In The Social Network, he is like the main advisor to the Winklevosses twins. He's in a lot of the movie. His dad is Anthony Magella, who you might know from directing movies like The Talented Mr. Ripley, English Patient, and Cold Mountain. He sadly passed away. This is Max Magella's first directorial debut. And I really enjoyed it. I thought this movie is visually stunning. I think it shows how you can be even strong and good people can be corrupted by fame. Again, it's visually great. I think it's the teenage version of A Star is Born. And I think two of the, both of the performances in that movie with like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I think Elle Fanning's performance I would put in that category of really, really good performances. I think this is the teenage version of A Star is Born because in A Star is Born, you see how somebody can become famous by another famous person. But the other, the most well common way to become famous in America right now as a singer performer is to be on The Voice, is to be on American Idol, is to be on one of these TV shows and week after week being voted on whether or not you're the best singer in the world. And I think that this is probably a more realistic version of A Star is Born. This is probably the more modern tale version of A Star is Born. And I think that's why it works so beautifully well. I think the movie shows you the price of fame and the enticement of fame and how it can change your priorities and how... Listen, Viola has no intentions of actually being famous. She just wants to be a singer and she just wants to help her mother. They're not in the best situation financially, so of course she wants money, but she's not seeking attention. And then when she gets it, I think there are moments in the movie when you realize she's suddenly, slowly starting to enjoy it, which is, which is of course what everyone would do in that situation. And I thought the movie was more realistic than what happens in A Star is Born. I think the thing I enjoyed most about a teen spirit, other than that Rebecca Hall, Elle Fanning scene, is the ending. The way that it doesn't tie everything into a bow. Violet Valensky, played by Elle Fanning, does not become super rich and famous. She does not end up with a guy you thought she would be with. It just ends in a more 
fashion. It hints that she possibly won the singing competition and is going on in life. It doesn't have a happy ending. It's an open-ended ending that this career of hers, the singing, is going to go in the direction that she wants it to go. It just ends on a shot of her on a bus with the thing that says Teen Spirit. So it kind of hints that she won the singing competition. But it doesn't end with her getting a record deal. It doesn't end with her reconciling with a guy that you think she should be with. It doesn't end on that fashion. It ends open-ended. And I kind of enjoyed that because if it had ended with like some, it did end with a ballot and it was great, but it didn't end with her getting millions upon millions of dollars and her helping her entire family work out. It just shows you the beginning of somebody going on a journey to becoming that. It doesn't show you that. We all know what that's like. I think what less and less we see is how they actually got there. And I think this movie shows how Violet Valensky begins her path to being to being a singer songwriter pop star it's it doesn't we don't need a movie about how lady gaga deals with a rich and famous we need a movie of how lady gaga became lady gaga like i thought this was more an artistic journey than a financial one and i really like the way that it ended again Elle fanning is fantastic in the movie she sings she dances she speaks in polish rebecca hall is in this movie i really enjoy this movie and i think you would too you should definitely check out teen spirit directed in his directorial debut by Max McNella, who I think did a really, really good job of telling the story that definitely relates to what's going on in the culture, which shows like The Voice, which shows like American Idol, with those kind of shows, what these contestants are actually going through, because we see them on camera, but we don't see what's happening off camera. So you should definitely watch Teen Spirit. Switching gears, let's talk about the British miniseries A Very English Scandal starring Hugh Grant and Ben Wishaw. Here's a quick synopsis on that. Throughout the 60s and 70s, a corrupt member of the British Parliament, Jeremy Thorpe, will do anything to hide an affair with a man named Norman Scott. This miniseries was also based on real life events. These are real people and this was a written book about what happened during this affair and Hugh Grant plays Jeremy Thorpe and I think it's his best acting performance since About a Boy I do not enjoy romantic comedy Hugh Grant I enjoy Hugh Grant when he is playing evil and vile people because he's really good at playing evil and vile people and I think his Jeremy Thorpe character is complicated he is evil and vile but Jeremy Thorpe is also a victim of the time he is living in he has to hide this affair because one it is illegal to be gay in England during this time period in the 60s and 70s and two it will ruin his reputation and his his ability to gain power in government. Throughout the series, you see Jeremy Thorpe's mother being disapproving of this relationship at times with Ben Winshaw's character, Norman Scott. And I, I just feel like that we can say that Jeremy Thorpe is a despicable human being, but you also have to take into consideration the time and place he was living in. And yes, he definitely took it way too far. He is evil and vile, but something like this maybe will not ever happen today again. Because yes, people's politicians are still corrupt and they still hide affairs and they still do that. But I don't think you would be hiding the affair today for the exact same reason you would in 1960s and 1970s. He was living in harder times, but he was a despicable and evil person. 
but he's also a victim of his own time that he was living in. Now to Ben Winshaw, who I I usually get a sense of actors that I like and actors that I don't like. I saw Ben Winshaw in Mary Poppins Returns, and I was like, wow, what he did in that movie, I really didn't buy it. I don't really understand why he was there. He played... He, he 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 was okay in the movie. I didn't love it in the movie. I was like, okay, I'm off the Ben Winshaw bandwagon. I don't. Re- I've never even seen that guy before in anything. <laughs> and what I saw in the movie, I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda was way better. Emily Blunt was way better. I didn't even even Emily Mortimer was way better. And then Ben Winshaw was just there to me. He was just in Mary Poppins Returns. And I'm usually right about these kind of things because when I first see a person act. I usually, there's something in my, I usually see something and I'm like, okay, I want to see what this guy does after this. There was no interest in seeing another Ben Winshaw movie. And then I saw this miniseries and I, I have to be frank, I was blown away by, by it. He's also the voice of Paddington the Bear, which everyone loves and I've never seen. I just think in this movie as Norman Scott, he can be funny, he can be sad, he can be angry. But he, you can also feel the pain that he is playing somebody who can't be himself anywhere, anywhere he goes. He cannot be himself because of the laws of England and London and everywhere in the 60s and 70s. He is gay. He has to hide it. He has relationships with women just to fit in. You can see the pain that he is going through more than Jeremy Thorpe. Jeremy Thorpe can deal with these things because he's rich and because he's famous and because he's a member of British Parliament. So he he can be he can still be troubled emotionally by the affair. But Norman Scott is emotionally and physically and he's not protected in life. So what's he's being damaged in a way that I don't think Jeremy Thorpe can even imagine what's going through Norman Scott on a day-to-day basis. Something I found interesting about the miniseries is the the way it's portrayed. Norman Scott gets along with everyone at first. Everyone likes Norman Scott. And then they start to see his truths. And then they tire of him at some point. And he has to begin anew multiple times in this like 15-year period that the miniseries takes place in. From like 1961 to 1975, Norman Scott has very different lives. He's a model at one point point and then that phases out he goes through these phases of it looks like his life is about to turn around but it's not and he never gets the satisfaction of being successful like jeremy like jeremy thorpe does and it's because he's not a politician it's because he's gay it's because a lot of people know about it he cannot be himself in this time period it's why he can't get over the jeremy thorpe affair I think the saddest thing, if you believe the miniseries to be factual, is that these two men, Jeremy Thorpe and Norman Scott, were never as happy with anyone else but each other, and that power and greed got in the way of that, and maybe in today's world the two of them could be together or whatever, but Jeremy Thorpe was power hungry, and no- even Norman Scott was a little, he wanted some type of fame, but... More so Jeremy Thorpe. I mean, just in today's reality, I think a lot of things would be different. But Jeremy Thorpe is married twice in the time of the miniseries that you see. And he's never emotionally attached to his wives or even his child. I mean, he's kind of a cold-hearted dude to everyone in the miniseries except Norman Scott. Proving he had real emotional attachments. Of course, he has that funny nickname. He calls him Bunny, which was hilarious. I just thought the two of them together in scenes was when the series was at its best. I know they had to they had to distance the two characters because that's the reality of the situation is that 
after three years, their relationship became troubled because he had to hide the affair and he was willing to do anything to cover up this affair, even go through illegal measures to do so. Actor Alex Jennings plays Jeremy's best friend, Peter, and he's kind of the conscious of the show, yet he even has a dark side that is obsessed with money. When he comes into the courtroom, because there's a trial about the affair, when he comes into the courtroom, he said, they say, are you here? He has a deal with newspapers to get paid to tell his side of the story. So there even is a dark side to the honesty that's going on because throughout the series, you don't know who's really getting money. And even Norman Scott is getting paid to tell his truth. And even though he says it's honest and whatever, you kind of really can't. I want Norman Scott to be the hero, but there really is no hero in this situation. And even... Peter's character. Again, he's the most honest character in the series. He knows what Jeremy Thorpe is doing is wrong and he should leave Norman Scott alone and there should be no real trouble. So I think he's the most honest, but he's also dark in his own way because again, he's getting money to tell his side of the story. So even when there is honesty in this miniseries, there is total darkness around money and fame that I find fascinating throughout this entire miniseries. The director of the miniseries is Stephen Fears, who you might know from directing films like Philomania, Florence Foster Jenkins, who also had Hugh Grant, and High Fidelity. I think he uses comedy to tell the story, which I think is the best way to tell it, because the story is so ridiculous that it's kind of hard to believe that this kind of relationship happened and that this guy, Jeremy Thorpe, would go through all that trouble to hide it up. He never would have got caught if he didn't try to mess with Norman Scott because Norman Scott wasn't that vicious about it. I think that that Jeremy Thorpe couldn't deal with the idea that there was somewhere out there that knew the real him, that he had to be hidden because he was he was going up the corporate ladder of politics and becoming a real leader of the British Parliament. And the fact that he, he couldn't be himself if he was going to run the British government. I mean, I think you can watch this miniseries, A Very English Scandal, and go, wow, we've really improved what's gone on in politics over these two decades or so, over the four decades since this this happened, and I don't think you would have quite this situation, but I still think it's kind of scary how similar this can all be in a second. Like, I still think there's a dark side to politics that's about the money, that's about not being yourself, that when you're in charge, that so many people believe Jeremy Thorpe was the right guy. That There were so many election scenes where Jeremy Thorpe was winning elections, and because he had a wife and a baby... You didn't even know who Jeremy Thorpe was. There's this scary side of politics where you don't know who these people are. And just because he has a wife and a baby, you are willing to bet that he is a good guy. And just because he is dating, just because he is having an affair with a man, you now think he's a bad guy. I think there's a dark side to that about politics that I, you don't know who you're electing. You don't know who Jeremy Thorpe is as a person and that he had someone named Norman Scott and that he's going through all this pressure from his mother to be successful. You don't know the real Jeremy Thorpe, but you're willing to believe that you do just because of this idea of, uh, oh, he has a wife and a kid and oh, he has to get a wife and a kid so he can move up and the the fact that he gets married to move up in politics says all you need to know about politics back then and there's still some truth to that that we want our politicians to be normal people with a wife and kid and just because he has to 
get a wife and kid just so he can become powerful. I mean, it's that easy to become powerful in politics. Just get a wife and a kid and be a reasonable enough person and you'll be successful. It's a scary, scary notion that I think this this miniseries brought to light for me. I just think today there are still a lot of Jeremy Thorpe's out there and it's good to realize that there was some back then and there's some now and there's probably less now than there was then. But Jeremy Thorpe was corrupt by politics and he was never, ever really being himself towards anyone except one guy, Norman Scott. And that's the most interesting thing about this miniseries, that the guy he was trying to hide he had an affair with was the only person he was ever truly being honest with. And that is the most fascinating thing of all, that he had a wife and a kid and he was never himself towards them, but he was himself with Norman Scott. Hugh Grant and Ben Winshaw are fantastic in A Very English Scandal. You can check out the miniseries on Amazon Prime. It's free parts. It's three hours long. Check out A Very English Scandal. Scandal. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week I put the spotlight on the movie Teen Spirit and the miniseries A Very English Scandal. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on actor Michael Sarah and the space epic Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt. So check that out and tune in next week and please rate, review, and subscribe.